The Dallas Stars return to the friendly confines of the American Airlines Center tonight to kick off a five-game homestand, their first matchup on this slate, a date with the Anaheim Ducks. We'll talk about this Anaheim team and see what they've been up to this season. We'll talk about the potential return to the ice at the AAC for John Klingberg and talk about the keys to the game and how important it is for the Stars to get two points out of this matchup. All of that and more coming up on today's episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked on Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Thursday, December 1st. Crazy that the year 2022 is almost over, but what a year it has been. Whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by and making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. If you're new to the show, please do consider subscribing on YouTube and you can follow us on your favorite podcasting platform as well. And it's Spotify wrapped season. If you find uh, Locked on Stars on your top five listened to podcast of the year, be sure to tag us on Instagram and Twitter, uh, and it will more than likely get shared, retweeted, reposted. Uh, We've already had several people do so um, starting on Wednesday, and so I'll be on the lookout for those uh, throughout the rest of the week as people start to see their Spotify wrapped for the year 2022. And of course, you can follow us on social media at Locked on Stars on both Instagram and Twitter and my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis. Now let's jump into today's episode, a preview of tonight's matchup, the Anaheim Ducks and the Dallas Stars facing off for the first time this season in Texas, in Dallas, the Ducks first trip to Dallas this season and the first time returning since the very last game of the regular season for both these teams where we saw an emergency backup goalie come into play, a lot of chaos, The Stars had already clinched a playoff spot at that point, but still picked up an important two points uh, in a matchup that would, uh, you know, decide the seeding and would place the Dallas Stars in a first round matchup with the Calgary Flames, where the Nashville Predators lose a game to the Arizona Coyotes that made them face off against the Colorado Avalanche. And I think that was to the benefit of the Stars. But now both these teams in similar positions as to where they were when they last met up, except Maybe they're each leaning a little bit farther into the side of the spectrum that they're on. The Stars looking to be a playoff team, but maybe doing a little bit better than they were at the end of last season. And the Ducks, one of the worst teams in the league, actually the worst team in the league so far this season as far as points, points percentage, uh, goal differential, uh, minus 37, the goal differential for the Anaheim Ducks, not doing very well in terms of playoff positioning or points or team success, but doing extremely well in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes, six wins, 15 losses, two overtime losses. Again, that totaling 14 points on the season, last in points percentage as well. And like I said, they have that minus 37 goal differential. This team, uh, they were not expected to do very well this year, but they are 
delivering on those expectations and then some. Uh, just not doing very well this season. They've only won consecutive games once, and it was two games in a row back on October 30th and November 1st, a win versus the Toronto Maple Leafs at home, 4-3 to three in overtime, and then a road shootout win, 6-5 to five, over their division rival, the San Jose Sharks. They are now currently on a three-game losing streak. Their most recent outing saw them lose to the Nashville Predators in Tennessee, 2-1, to one, in overtime. So that's an interesting matchup to look at from a central division perspective of the Nashville Predators playing at home and barely beating this Anaheim Ducks team. Although these Ducks do have some nice players on the roster that we'll talk about in just a second. Things may seem bleak for the Ducks at this moment in time. Not going to make the playoffs, it seems, this season. Not really going to make a ton of noise, it seems, this season. But there is optimism for the future for this franchise. Their draft picks for next season are looking very nice. They, of course, have their first-round draft pick, which at this rate could very well be the number one overall pick or at least a top three pick. Then they currently have three second-round picks, two third-round picks, and a fourth, fifth, and sixth. And who knows what else they could acquire at the trade deadline. You have to imagine that they will be heavy sellers leading up to the deadline and on the day of the deadline. I'm sure there's a few pieces on this team that are non-movable that they want to hold on to for their future. But overall, I think that there's a lot of players on this roster that are expendable and could be sent to other teams in exchange for draft capital, prospects, things of that nature to help build this team up into a potential contender down the road. Because the Ducks also have plenty of cap space on their roster, over $19 million in cap space per cap friendly. Uh, but a lot of that money will be directed at some young players this summer. You have, of course, Trevor Zegras and Troy Terry, the best players on this team, both of them going to be restricted free agents this summer. And you have to imagine that both these guys, if they continue their pace of play and the you know the continue the high level of play that they've been at this season that they'll both be due for big paydays and I just have to imagine the Ducks are going to want to be the team to give them that money Troy Terry currently leading the team in goals 10 goals 14 assists 24 points on the season at 23 games played so over a point per game player Trevor Zegras doing pretty well himself eight goals 12 assists 20 points in total in 23 games and of course one of the biggest names on this team and one of the biggest names in this Ducks organization rookie Mason McTavish having a solid start to his rookie campaign. Four goals, seven assists, 11 points in 23 games played. Still finding his footing and also trying to find his place uh, in this what seems like an inept uh, Ducks offense that doesn't necessarily do a ton of damage, but there's also a good handful of veterans on this team. But really, you know, you look at this team offensively, and these are some of the worst offensive numbers you'll see in the league. Troy Terry and Trevor Zegers have been great, but the third highest scorer on the team for Anaheim has 12 points, and there's actually three players tied for third on the team in points with only 12, Adam Henrique, Ryan Strom, and Cam Fowler. And of course, they have two goalies that have played for them this season. John Gibson, who's been with this team for a while now, has been the primary starter for 12 and 2 with a 3.99 goals against average and an 8.94 save percentage in 18 games started. And you have Anthony Stellars, who is 2, 3, and 0 with a 3.75 goals against average and an 8. 9-0 save percentage in five games started. And it's been touched on a lot so far this episode that there is not a lot going well offensively for this team, or really just in general. Let's just take a look at some of these numbers. Uh, bear with me here as we read through some of these stats to give an insight as to why the Ducks record is what it is. They are 28th in the NHL in goals for only 57. First in the NHL in goals against. They've surrendered the most goals this season, 95 
30th in the league in power play percentage at only 15.2%, 10 power play goals on 66 power play opportunities, 32nd in the league in penalty kill percentage at 66.3 for a league worst, and tied first in the NHL in penalty minutes at 302. Dallas coming in fourth on that list with 273. And they are also seventh in time shorthanded, 83 minutes in the Dallas Stars first in that regard, uh, or excuse me, 83 times shorthanded, Dallas first in that regard, 90 times shorthanded. Uh, and they are also first in the league in power play goals against with 28. So it's fair to say that the Stars have gone up against some of the lesser teams in the NHL over the past month or so. They played the San Jose Sharks at home in a loss and played a really close contest against the Chicago Blackhawks, where they eventually did find a way to win and get two points, but they did not look their best. And and this is a game, though, that if you're the Dallas Stars, you cannot struggle or have a bad night against this team. This is absolutely a game that you need to get two points in and a team that you should and, and really need to dominate uh, and you know assert your dominance and get a clean solid two points from this matchup Uh, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show the keys to the game and what the stars can do to be successful but I mean this Ducks team coming into your building you have to find a way to kick off this homestand on the right foot and get a big win well we're going to take a quick break but when we come back we will take a look at one member of this Anaheim Ducks roster who has a special place in several people's hearts here in Dallas. We'll talk about the return of John Klingberg right after this. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer, esports, they've got it all at betonline.net. You want to bet on NFL football, Thursday night football, Bills, Patriots tonight, this Stars game against the Ducks, NBA, college football championship weekend, the World Cup, the USA men's national team making it to the round of 16. Really exciting stuff. Good time to be a sports fan this time of year. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And you can head to their website or use your mobile device today to learn more about the trends and actions happening around the sports world. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. Moving on on this Thursday game day episode of Locked on Stars. Nice to have a Stars game day back after a couple days off. The boys getting some rest after a pretty loaded schedule and some games on the road. But now they're back at home for the next five contests, kicking those games off tonight against the Anaheim Ducks. Thank you again for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Now let's turn our attention from the Ducks as a whole to a specific member of this team, in John Klingberg. One of the biggest storylines of this game is his potential uh, return to the American Airlines Center to Dallas for the first time since becoming a member of this Anaheim team. There was, uh, I mean, this time last year, the rumors started, you know, coming up that John Klingberg might get traded at the deadline. John Klingberg doesn't seem to have a future with the Dallas Stars. And while he was not traded and was still a key member of this team as they made it to the playoffs. He did test free agency this summer and and kind of bet on himself a little bit to see if he could get some big money. And while he is making some decent money, he only signs a one-year deal with the Anaheim Ducks worth about $7 million. So he's getting paid well, but doesn't really seem like he's found his future home for the long term as he is already in trade discussions again for especially with teams out east teams that could use a nice offensive defenseman 
on their roster. Uh, and I say I said earlier the potential return of John Klingberg because that's currently what it is at the time of recording this on Wednesday. Uh, haven't really seen too much in terms of whether or not John will play. He's currently listed as day-to-day and hasn't played since November 23rd at home against the New York Rangers, which was actually the Anaheim Ducks' last win. He did not play Tuesday in Nashville. But if he is listed as day-to-day and he feels good and he's ready to go, you would have to imagine that he would really want to go out there and play and you know make his return to the American Airlines Center on the ice and not just with the team, likely somewhere up in the press box and the booth watching from above. If he's healthy and good to go, uh, you'd have to imagine that a guy like John would love to get out there and play alongside his teammates in his first time back in Dallas, I imagine, since his move to Southern California this summer. And if you look at John's numbers, they have not been great this season, but he is the second highest scoring defenseman on the team, only behind Cam Fowler. He has one goal, seven assists, eight points in total in 20 games played. But I don't know if this is more a testament to John struggling or the Anaheim Ducks offense just not being very strong or competitive. I mean, we talked about all the offensive stats in the last segment. This is just not really an offensive friendly team unless your last name is Terry or Zegris. And I know especially recently, John Klingberg has made a little bit more of a living picking up points via assist, either on shot rebounds or shot deflections. But still, I mean, you you look at his previous years in Dallas, he did see a little bit of a dip statistically under Rick Bonus, but there were still flashes, and we knew that the offensive potential was there, and he really did, I think, pick up his game last season after the All-Star break, started firing the puck on goal a lot more, setting up his teammates for good opportunities, and, and so I think it's maybe just a mixture of him starting to age just a little bit now at 30 years old, but also playing on maybe the worst offensive team in the National Hockey League. So I think that maybe a change of scenery for him, whether he's traded before or at the deadline, might be really good for him in his career in terms of actually finding a new long-term home that isn't in Dallas. But looking back, uh, I know that there was a lot of discussion and debate whether or not the Stars should look to keep Klingberg, whether or not they should let him go. And and at the end of the day, I know I kind of just went back and forth. I didn't really know how I felt just because Klingberg, while he wasn't a lights-out player all the time or really ever considered one of the best defensemen in the league. Uh, I mean, he was with this team for a long time. He did a lot for this team and uh, was a good player, a good presence in the locker room. And I, I mean, I think that that matters. I think that there were a lot of guys that respected him and enjoyed his presence, looked up to him in the locker room. But I think it's probably for the best, especially for the stars, that they parted ways. Uh, and, you know, the question was, could guys step up and fill his shoes as the head offensive defenseman, really Miro Haskinen? And I think the answer has been a resounding yes so far. Miro with 16 points this season through 20 games, but even some of the other guys, Essa Lindell, Yanni Hockenpah, uh, and so on and so forth. A lot of those guys have stepped up in big moments to provide goals or assists as well. I think the defensive core offensively is doing just fine in John's absence. And while it might be nice to still have him on the roster statistic-wise and for offensive fluidity, especially maybe on that second power play unit, I don't know if his presence drives the Stars' offense much higher than it already is. 
So I don't think it really would have been worth paying him seven, eight million dollars to keep him around and having to sacrifice a Jason Robertson contract, a Rope Hintz contract, a Jake Ottinger contract. It's one of those things still that you kind of hate to see it, a guy who committed so much time and effort to an organization kind of not necessarily being done dirty, but just being kind of told, hey, we, we don't necessarily think that you are worth the money that you want for this organization. Maybe you can find it elsewhere. And so far, it seems to have worked out well for the Stars as they've been able to retain Otter, Robo, and Rope Hints, all on team-friendly deals and deals that are also compensating the players properly. Although I think Jason Robertson may already be underpaid, but a time will come down the road where he will be surely up for a big extension. And I imagine if the cap is available, the front office will have no problem uh, paying him a very healthy and heavy paycheck. But John, John Klingberg, he did a lot for this team. Uh, I'm sure fans, if there, I imagine there will be some sort of video tribute for him during the game. I imagine that the fans will give him a warm welcome. Uh, he was responsible for one of the best moments in Stars playoff histories, especially in recent memory with that game winner in game six of the 2019 playoffs in the first round, taking down the Nashville Predators at home. That was a really awesome moment. Still one of my favorite moments uh, up for the Stars in recent years uh, and responsible for a ton of other great moments as well. And so again, hopefully John Klingberg continues to have a healthy and successful career. I personally am hoping that he can get traded somewhere into the Eastern Conference, a team that can utilize his skill set and have a shot at the playoffs, because I think that a team would benefit greatly from his presence both on and off the ice. It's just a shame that it just feels like he's somewhat wasting away uh, in Anaheim right now. But I hope he gets to play tonight. Uh, I'm sure by the time you're hearing this, maybe a little bit more news has developed on his status as far as his health. But again, if, if he's listed day to day and he feels healthy and ready to go, even if it's restricted minutes, uh, I would imagine that we'll see him play, especially uh, you know, with it being his homecoming, his first time back in Dallas since becoming a member of this Anaheim team. Well, we're going to take one more quick break, but when we come back, we'll dive into the keys of the game, talk about how the Stars can come away with two points in this matchup against the Ducks. All right, we're closing out this Thursday episode of Locked on Stars, giving you the keys to the game. The Stars taking on the Ducks for the first time this season, and this needs to be one of the Stars' best, well-rounded, complete games of the season. For starters, we've already talked about this, the Stars are going into a 5 game homestand and you absolutely need to start this homestand off strong because you have some other solid teams coming in this isn't the most loaded lineup of teams coming in although the Toronto Maple Leafs will be paying a visit to the to the American Airlines Center during this visit the Minnesota Wild a central division opponent will also be paying a visit the Red Wings the Senators so some teams from the east but also uh, a team in your own division you want to start off this homestand strong and what better way to do that than have the worst team in the league coming into your house with some injury troubles, it seems, with Klingberg and maybe a few others, but also just a team that has really no identity offensively besides Troy Terry and Trevor Zegras. Dallas also needs to do well in terms of division ranking. They still currently hold the first spot in the Central Division at the time of recording this, but every other team in the division has games in hand. The Stars have played the most games uh, so far this season in the division. And so in situations like this, you absolutely have to beat the bad teams and get two points. Because if you lose too many of those games, those start to add up in a bad way. Uh, and you just have to imagine that teams like Colorado, Winnipeg, St. Louis, Minnesota, they're not going to squander those opportunities to take down these really you know, struggling bad teams that are likely going to miss the playoffs. The Stars, again, have already suffered a bad loss 
to the San Jose Sharks at home, a game that they absolutely should have won, uh, but just could not get out of their own way. You can't afford to have a game like that against the Ducks. You need to find a way to get off to a hot start and just keep your foot on the pedal and get a really solid win, hopefully a win that is by two or three, if not more, goals. And of course, this also carries over to the defensive side of the ice. you got to get Jake Ottinger back on track. Haven't seen too many updates on him since the game Monday in St. Louis, but we know that he was sick. Uh, Coach DeBoer did give us a little bit of insight saying that there had been a little bit of a bug, some kind of flu-like sickness going through the team, and that if Jake's illness was the same as some of the sickness that the other guys had been experiencing, it should only be a 24-hour thing. We're well past 24 hours, so hopefully Jake is back healthy 100% ready to go, and hopefully he can have a nice bounce-back performance against a struggling Anaheim Ducks offense, and hopefully the Stars defense can continue the trend from Monday of playing clean in the defensive zone and playing tight defensive coverage around the crease, making life easier for Jake in net. And especially just for Jake's numbers, his numbers still looking pretty good, but they have taken a little bit of a dip since he's come back from injury. 2.52 goals against average and a 9.17 save percentage. So you'd like to see those numbers take a nice little bump up or the save percentage you'd like to see go up and you'd like to see that goals against average go down a little bit. And this would be a great opportunity to do just that. And then you also want the offense to be fine-tuned. You want to see all four lines buzzing. I'm curious to see what the line combinations will be for this matchup. Will they trot out the same four lines that we saw in St. Louis? Will they shake it up again? Will we see Foxa on that second line with Sagan and Marchment? Will we see him back down on the fourth line? Very curious to see what Pete DeBoer and his coaching staff do with the lineup. And then also special teams. We talked about it in the last segment. This Ducks team is one of the most penalized groups in the league. They've been shorthanded some of the most times in the National Hockey League. So the Ducks are going to give the Stars power play opportunities in this game. I imagine the Ducks will also get their share of power play opportunities in this game. But if you're Dallas, you absolutely have to take advantage of those man advantage looks. One of the worst penalty kills in the league, two goalies that have not had great seasons. If you're the stars and you get three, four, five power play opportunities in this game, you have to convert on at least 50%, if not more, which I think they very well can do. But also, if you are going to you know, commit a few penalties, your penalty kill also has to be sharp, and you can't let the Ducks take advantage of too many penalties. So one, cut back on the amount of penalties, but when you do inevitably trip or, you know, hit someone on the glass, roughing things of that nature. You're going to have to play very sharp and clean penalty kill minutes, which the Stars have done well this season. So hopefully that will continue to be a trend in this game. But I think the Stars can take care of business, and I think they can do it by two or three goals. And I'll go ahead and predict a Joe Pavelski goal getting the scoring started for the Stars. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Remember to subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite podcasting platform. If we are on your Spotify wrapped, let us know on Instagram and Twitter. We'll share it, retweet it, all that good stuff. You can find us and follow us on social media at Locked on Stars, Instagram and Twitter. My personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis. Be sure to tune in tomorrow as we'll be recapping uh, and reacting to this game, breaking it down, uh, and likely going through some post-game audio from Coach DeBoer and some of the players that are key in what is hopefully a Dallas Stars win. But we'll see you guys back here tomorrow. Hope you enjoy your Thursday. Enjoy the game, and have a good one, Stars fans. 